In three. Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday, the middle of the week, and you've been waiting two or three days to have some very mediocre sports talk fill your ear holes. Well, you're in luck because this is Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. I like there's a little melancholy there at the end. Yes. Sorry, it's been a rough, it's been a rough week. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. I'm the big man on campus, Brown. Joining me, as always, he's got a capital letter B painted on his chest, and he's looking for four buddies to do L-A-T-T. It's basketball legend Matt Longley. Coach, are you there? I'm here. Nice. Very good. And joining me from the basement of Hake House, he was just watching the Olympics. It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you? I'm doing really well tonight. Very good. Well, I know we're going to talk more about what we just saw in the Olympics uh, in the second act, but... First of all, great job on the uh, the jingle, as always. Thank you. No worries. Folks, I want to remind you all that you can follow Sports Wednesday on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's at Sport Wednesday. Guys, we went over 25 followers this week, so that's a little milestone. Do we have a little milestone celebration music? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just set my guitar down. He's not the best maestro in the business for nothing. Twenty-five followers. Nice. Very nice. Also, folks, you can now find Sports Wednesday on Player.fm. Player.fm. And here's the reason why I like being on that platform. Somebody has to submit your podcast for you. And uh, one of our many fans out there, hundreds of thousands of listeners, submitted it to Player.fm. So you can now find all Sports Wednesdays on Player.fm. Ooh. I guess that means we're players. We are players. Hey, do we have a uh, do we have an Instagram? account yet we don't but if we if you set one up you can manage it all right i'll do it nice man social media strategy just pouring out our pores here on wednesday all right everybody let's get to it act one what the hell have the cleveland cavaliers done now you might remember last week on sports wednesday we confidently predicted that the Cavs would fail to get any deals done before the trade deadline Well, to your uh, point on the Cavaliers, uh, I share your concern. Um, the trade deadline comes up tomorrow at 3 p.m. It does not look like the Cavs are going to get something done. Anybody want to make a prediction on trade deadlines? Any more blockbuster deals out there? Um, I, I don't see a blockbuster. The, the, the players that will move will be Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart will move, um, and then a bunch <laughs> of guys we've never heard of to fill <laughs> roster. <laughs> And apparently, the Cavs said, challenge accepted, hold my beer, and they went crazy. So I'm going to just uh, I'm gonna give the fallout here, and then, uh, Coach, we'll go to you for your first take. Okay. Uh, I- Isaiah Thomas is now on the Lakers. Channing Frye is on the Lakers. Uh, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. are on the Cavs. Jay Crowder is on the Jazz, as is Derrick Rose. And the Jazz, by the way, have a 10-game winning streak going. Iman Shumpert is on the Kings, and Joe Johnson is on the Kings. George Hill, Rodney Hood on the Cavs, and then Dwayne Wade returns to the Heat. So uh, pretty much we're right on with our prediction that no deals would get done by the trade deadline. 
What what are the Cavs doing? I yeah, the trade was quite a surprise, but it's one of those trades that um, their GM Kobe Altman, who was getting a lot of flack for being too young and overburdened by the task, absolutely crushed it. I mean, he got rid of all of that old dead weight, um, overrated as far as Isaiah Thomas, um, and brought in this infusion of young, athletic guys that want to play or are motivated to play defense and are not just chasing a paycheck. I mean, I I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. It was fantastic. I love the trade. Well, and I would say there were a lot of seasoned vets, and, and they just – didn't seem to like playing together, you know, and and I don't, I don't know that I would say Isaiah Thomas was overrated because he was injured for most of the year, but he's certainly a far cry from 28 yeah, points guess, a game that he. I guess overrated the, is not the word. I guess the best way was, it would be he's mis, he was miscast. He he wasn't he didn't fit that type of team. He's a he's an on the ball dribble type of guy, same type of person that that Kyrie was, but an injured version and LeBron, and there just wasn't enough time. On, in, on a 24-second clock for both of them to do what they wanted, which was to isolate and try to attack. It just didn't fit. I, I don't think there was time this season for Isaiah, too. I mean, Cavs needed to act now in order to get into the postseason, and he just wasn't delivering. Well, he only played 15 games with the Cavs. There was also some scuttlebutt that, you know, he was a finger pointer in the locker room. Which I did hear that, and and my my feeling is – um, he, he was way, way too new to have, to do that. He he should have done what every new player and anybody at a new job should do. Sit back, shut up, do your job and let the veterans and the guys that have been there complain. All you do is do your job. Nice take coach. I'm going to ask you to back a little bit away from your microphone. Okay. Uh, one last thought on Thomas. I don't care how much heart you have when you're five foot nine in the NBA, you're a defensive liability. And the Cavs certainly did not need a defensive liability. <laughs> Their whole team was a defensive liability. They didn't need a finger pointer in the showers either. That's right. All right. Thanks for throwing in the showers there, Hake. Well, that you had to go. You had to take it there. Well, the Cavs have not lost since the trade, and they are winning by 10 right now over Oklahoma City, who just spanked us last time we played them. So, um, Definitely a lot of energy on the on the Cavs. Uh, the question to me is, are teams just having to figure out how to play them now, or are the Cavs going to have to figure out where they need to, what kind of rhythm they have to get into for the playoffs? Well, I mean, the the the, the style that they're doing now is when they get the young guys on the team or on the floor with LeBron is they're running, they're pushing the ball, they're they're scoring early in the twenty four second clock. They're doing very similar to what the Warriors do. It's get down get a basket, get back on defense, and wear the team out, which is a great, fantastic, brand-new guys to a team. You can do that. It's going to show some – it gives five to seven games. It's just other teams will have some tape on this team, and and they'll slow down a little bit. But if you have a bunch of guys that don't know each other, that's the way you play. That game against the Celtics the other night was so much fun. Oh, I know. I mean, everybody was hitting shots and – the bench was fired up. It was good, good stuff. Well, the Cavs still are sitting at the at the three spot in the East. Um, most people are saying that this trade is going to get them out of the East as champs. Oh, I I agree. I I think it puts them. If I were Toronto, which in in Boston, 
this this changes everything. Everything. Because this is a way different team. Way different. I, I they're the favorites to win at the East. I think Toronto's gonna hold out. You think they're gonna win the East? I think they'll hold out, yeah. They'll they'll still win the, the East. That's my prediction. Okay. It'll be it'll be close. Celt- Celtics are done. Yeah. The Celtics do look do look a little sloppy, a little tired, and but Toronto is still on point, but they do have a history of kind of falling apart in the playoffs. Oh, Toronto is like the Cavaliers' little brother. I, I and no matter what they do, I don't think they can beat the Cavs. <laughs> I just don't. So only four only four players from the Cavs championship team remain. LeBron James, J.R. Smith, who is starting to play better, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. Kevin Love comes back in another four weeks. Yeah, four right? weeks. Yeah. So we'll have to see uh, how it goes for the Cavaliers. But definitely some bold moves. I like Larry Nance Jr. a lot. I'd like it if we signed his dad, Larry Nance Sr., <laughs> and we had them both. Be like the the Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. They could play together for one game. That's right. And the Larry Nance Sr., little known fact, won the very first slam dunk contest at the All-Star Game. Dr. J missed his dunk, so Nance just did a straight-on dunk to seal the deal. Oh, solid, solid competitor. Just win it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay, so true or false? We already did that one. The Cavs will win the East. Are we all true on that? Yes. Oh, he says false. Oh, no. Now, what's your question? Is that they're going to win the East like playoffs, or they're going to just be tops of the division? No, the no, they're going to they're going to they're going to win the East. Oh, okay, I was thinking like tops of the division at the end of the season. No, like come out and be like, the representative in the finals. Oh, I got you. Okay. Then I'm with you. I'm with you guys there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I uh I would not be surprised if Toronto maintained the number 1 spot through throughout the, the rest of the year, but uh I I just don't see them winning the East. No, I'm with no. you. Okay, uh true or false, after this trade the Cavs have a better chance to win the NBA championship. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to say true. That was true, false, or weird noise from the maestro. That's uh, a yeah, dumb very question. weird. This is a dumb question. <laughs> Do you think they have a better chance against Golden State or Houston or Oklahoma City, whoever comes out of the West? Mm-hmm. You do. <laughs> Such great insight. Better questions. Better. He's angry at your question. <laughs> man. Jeez, big man maestro. on is getting slapped down by the maestro. All right, we're, we're 10 minutes in on the Cavs. Let's keep moving. <laughs> all right, everybody. <laughs> Before we go on, I just want to remind you all that Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters. Hoopsters is the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. Coach, why haven't you played it? We, uh, it's not out there yet. Not yet. Coach and I uh, developed this game in 2003, sat on it for 15 years, but every week we've been pushing the ball a little bit forward and recording our progress here in the first commercial. Coach, a historic week for Hoopsters this week. Tell us what happened. Oh, so we went down to like a game forum and uh, brought our game down to where you're supposed to basically prototype and everything. Um, We walk in there. We're the only one with a board game because the rest of them are all video games. Uh, and, and you immediately ditched me to go correct, to the I went to the bathroom and you feared that I was, because uh, I drove, so you probably feared that I was <laughs> going to drive home. But we sat down and next thing you know, a couple people come over and we've got people other than our our kids and us playing the game. And it was it was awesome. 
And uh, and they loved it. And yes. one guy's even like, I don't like sports, but this was a fun game. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And it was I, it was like it was so much fun watching other people play the game too. That was the best. It was. And and it really helped us work out a couple of different rules that we were struggling with as well. Yeah. Oh, it, it changed the game. It made it more fun because we played it two or three times after that and it was a blast. That's right. That's right. And uh, and of course, a photographer from the dispatch was there and he took tons of photos. Uh, we haven't seen him in the paper, so I'm starting to worry he was just stealing our game. <laughs> God, I hope not. Yeah. So, well, just head to hoopsters.store and drop in your email address and we'll keep you up to date on when Hoopsters gets to market. It's going to be soon. I, I got a good feeling about it. I have a great feeling. So... Good times. All right, let's move on to the Winter Olympics. Maestro, you were uh, you were late today because you were watching Sean White in the in the half pipe. You want to break it down for us? I thought you had Act Two music. <laughs> oh, Last week right. we had Act Two music. You've put so much pressure on me to move this along that I just drove forward. <laughs> <laughs> Tell yeah. us about Sean White. Have you guys watched any of it? Or are you just you just watching the uh, the the ice skating? No, we've been watching on and off. We were when you texted and said I'm watching Sean White. I'm going to be late. I pu- pulled it up and watched the live stream of his last run. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. He uh, going into his actually he had he had a, a he was in second place even through the second round through a second round, but he wiped out a bunch of guys wiped out. But it came down to you know him. Uh, you know he had the he had the silver in his back pocket. He was the last guy to uh, to to have his last run, and he posted a ninety seven. So he beat the uh, Japanese awesome Japanese snowboarder. So, so get gold. So I want to ask this, and I'm going to ask because I didn't watch it. But there was a lot of rumors, and maybe we talked about it or whatever that there was a nostalgic uh, feeling to the judges that a lot of the other snowboarders thought no matter what they did, even if they did the only a trick that no one ever seen, that there was no chance they were going to beat Sean White. I don't know. I, I watched pretty much, I'd say 80% of the, the, the guys. So he earned it. He earned it. I mean, his stuff was good. Was, was smooth. It was high. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some awesome tricks and those guys, oh, yeah. those guys get huge air, but. I'll tell you what, nobody nobody did any run like he did on that last on that last run. Good for him. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I like the tomato. Yeah, I did know. Uh, I did know, Coach. One of the boarders did try a brand new uh, trick where he went up in the air and gave himself a purple marble and then landed <laughs> it. And the, and the judges just weren't impressed by that. That takes skill. <laughs> in right. air, what's, purple so, nurple, nurple. What's a purple nurple, Pete? Um, it's when when you grab both of your nipples and squeeze till they turn purple. <laughs> it's very hard to do on a snowboard. And to do it up in the air, unzip your jacket, get to them, twist it, make them purple, zip your jacket back up and land it. Uh, he should have won. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did uh, hear, and this amazed me, that Sean White uh, just, in, when training for this Olympics, fell on his face and he had 62 stitches in his oh, face. No, that was in yeah. It was in New Zealand. Um earlier in the season. So it wasn't that long ago, maybe two months ago. Yeah. They didn't think, he didn't think he was going to re- compete. If I get 62 stitches anywhere, it's going to take me two years to recover. Oh, at least. <laughs> uh, cool. A cool fact about the snowboarders, the, the top uh, Japanese guy, I can't pronounce his first name, but it's his last name is Nagus Nagasu. 
Uh-huh. He, came, he, got, he got the silver. He is also a top-notch uh, skater. Oh, really? And w- when skateboarding is in the summer summer Olympics, he's gonna um, he's gonna try and go for gold in that. And so he's like a half pipe skater. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is amazing that you know you could be end up having a gold a gold medal in two different sports in summer and winter Olympics. I that, think that's pretty badass. That would be very badass. Yep. He was not. He was not stoked uh, when Sean White landed his his last run like that. He just kind of gave him a nod. Opposite of stoked. So elsewhere in snowboarding, Red Gerard won uh, the first gold medal for the U.S. in the Olympics. And that what, what's that event called where they ride down on the rails and, and slope style the jumps? It's called slope, slope style. style. Thank, thank you. We are not sports experts for nothing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching that. Uh, Red Gerard, uh, originally from Rocky River, Ohio, one suburb over from where I grew up. So I felt uh, good to see him. Although I think really growing up in Colorado is why he got to be. Yeah, so he moved. He moved there at nine, at age nine. But um, he's he's. He was a cool dude. Like, did you watch his interview? I, I did. I did. And uh, I, I, the one thing I would say, actually, for all the snowboarders, when they make a great run and then they're at the bottom waiting for the scores, uh, you know, their agents got to tell them, hey, take your helmet off. Yeah. Take your goggles <laughs> you off. Look so stupid. <laughs> No, it just just to get your face yeah. out there, just to get time. And he was one where he kept everything on, right? And it was just kind of like watching a mini astronaut waiting for his score. <laughs> he did not bring. But I himself. don't think he's. Yeah, yeah, he's not worried about himself as a personal brand. Speaking of that, I think greatest advertising space in the whole Olympics is on the bottom of those snowboards. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think I saw hoopsters on one of those. I was just gonna say maybe we get a sports Wednesday. <laughs> We deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsters. <laughs> hey, by the by the way, I got a name wrong. I I, I re- it's Hirano is the uh, Japanese snowboarder. I don't know the name I was Ooh. In episode was- correction. That's well done. Yeah, yeah. I, I will note that uh, when I was listening to last week's episode, I realized that what sports talk for the medium fan means is we're gonna talk about what happened, but we really don't know the names. <laughs> I just can't read my writing. You know, we know the big names, but like, like I was talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, that one guy was almost gonna so- almost gonna sack Tom Brady, almost and then he knocked his, and then it went to that other guy. <laughs> it was either 56 or 67. The big guy. The big guy. Everybody loves the big guy. Oh, that's okay. My wife uh, this week said Mia Rudolphy when she meant Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Happens to all of us. She Even doesn't listen to Sports stuff. Wednesday. It's, so her, it's her Russian cousin. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So uh, let's see what else. Chloe Kim, who was my lock for gold, did indeed win the Bastard. gold in snowboarding. She stole she, that. She, she and, and far and away, yeah, she was great. Yes. Uh, hockey. Uh, the men's hockey hasn't started yet, but the U.S. women are up two games to no, to. They're two and zero, and they play Canada, who's also two and zero next. And I think uh, this game against Canada is going to really be a precursor to the gold medal match. Yeah, they're going to be in there. Yeah, very good. Uh, in case you were wondering, Coach, uh, in curling, Russia won the bronze. They defeated Norway yesterday, and apparently there was a very dramatic fall on the ice during their um, curling activity. Oh, there was a there was a trip up and fall. Yeah, on the Russian team, and they got up and still managed to to beat the Norwegians. 
drama on the cur- see wouldn't that be great to go watch that i mean that would be you're sitting there they're doing the curling you might watch a little <laughs> bit it's like a baseball game you get that one moment with a home run and you enjoy it finish your beer it's awesome curling. do we find out if they can have beer at those i'm we gonna say- not find out I'm going to say, yes, they do, because here, I'm going to tell you, they definitely have beer, because um, Gerard's family was at the bottom of the hill, and he said, yeah, they were sending me pictures in Snapchat, they were shotgunning beers at the bottom of the hill. So, yes, they can drink at those things. Yes. Well, if we had been there, I would have started shouting, Vladimir's down! <laughs> you guys remember no that? The koi. You remember that beer from uh, the Calgary Olympics back when we were probably in high school? The Calgary beer? I do not. No. They even had, I remember the commercial. I'm not going to sing it for you, but. Really? See if you can find a picture, find a picture and put it out on our Instagram this week. Oh, yes. yeah, I will. That would be fantastic. That would. So Canada playing Switzerland for gold and curling, and I guess that is happening sometime tonight. I haven't been watching I'm pulling for Canada. Anything, anything else you guys have watched in the Olympics that you think's cool? I I just really I've just watched the snowboarding. Yeah, the I saw highlights from the the American that got silver in the luge. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't think we've ever ever medaled in luge. Not in singles luge, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, and a, one of the women uh, crashed today. She was fine. I, I did notice the last thing I I just wanted to bring up is is that once the bobsled starts. Uh, in women's bobsled, Jamaica and Nigeria both have teams for the first time. Did you say ever. Jamaica and Nigeria? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah. And it, as we all know from watching Cool Running, sprinters make the best bobsledders. Well, yes, and they um, there's actually a rumor that they're trying to get Usain Bolt to join their team for the next Olympics. Really? That would be that would be that, awesome. That would be awesome. Really, bobsledding comes down to your start because then, as long as you drive completely flawlessly, you're going to finish. I think it's fast. Yes, you got to get off fast. That's it. Yeah. Now, if I was on a four man bobsled team, I would push really hard at the start, but I would bring my phone with me because those guys don't do anything for the rest of the ride. So I'd be like on Snapchat or something, (laughs) live streaming it. That's right. Just a reminder, you can go to hoopsters.store and drop your email address in, and that'll get you on our list so we can let you know when Hoopsters reaches the market. We're very excited about it. You can also do that at sportswednesday.com. Now, I got to ask you, uh, did uh, the two yes. gentlemen that said they were going to sign up, did they, did they sign up? We are still at two, so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers fingers crossed that we will get some more. And I'm still waiting for the for the gentleman who won the – uh, White Sox lapel pin to send there, me a picture of that. Yes, yes. Because if he doesn't wear it, I'm going to find him and take it and wear it, and then I'll send you a picture. That's right. Apparently, he collects lapel pins, so he was psyched. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. Then he deserves it. That's fine. All right. He's a collector. Let's get, a, let's get a little transition here to Act 3. All right little harmonica there. So uh, I want to talk about our lot. I want to talk about, I want to, I want to talk college hoops, but I want to talk about it in light of our, our locks of the week last week. Oh boy. That was a rough weekend. So coach, you predicted uh, North Carolina state would upset North Carolina and they lost 96 to 89. Uh, That means you owe the maestro 12 beers now. Yes. We're up up to a 12 pack. 
Uh, Maestro, you picked Kansas over Baylor, and they just got manhandled 80 to 64. Terrible. Uh, I I picked Xavier over Creighton. Uh, uh, Maestro warned me Creighton was undefeated at home. uh, Not any longer. Yeah, went down to the final the final possession. Um, I did watch I did watch the the last quarter of it. And first of all, I love the atmosphere at Creighton. Their fans were fantastic. Um, but Creighton took the lead with about four seconds left on a foul on a three pointer, and he made all three. Uh, and it was kind of a ticky tack foul. And then Xavier pushed the ball down, and it was one of those. And they they got fouled trying to get a layup, but it was one where the guy kind of threw his, himself into the body of the defender yes. and got the call, you know? So, so it was just like two rotten calls at the end. So it was a, a horrible way to end, um, end that. But number five, Xavier uh, did survive Creighton. So uh, first question, if you were going to pick four number one seeds for the tournament, and we're still a month out, I realize who are your four number ones? I can, I can tell you it's going to be Virginia, Villanova, Michigan state mm-hmm. and Purdue. Nice. Maestro, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go – I got about three of them are the same as Longley. I'm going to go Virginia, Purdue, Villanova, and Xavier. Wrong. And that's exact, That's exactly the four that I had as well. Yeah, I think Xavier, Xavier will lose. Is, I think they're, they're a team to be reckoned with this year. Okay. so <laughs> They will lose. You're locked- <laughs> So you're lo- By the so way, you're lo- I got a bone to pick with Coach. I uh, I sent him a really nice picture of a a tower of beer. On yes, Sunday. you did. No comment. No comment. I didn't know if that's no, what hey, you were saying. This is what I want you to buy me. I, I think that's <laughs> or this is what, what I'm going to be. Yes, I was. That was my disgruntled no comment. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. The coach is so competitive. He's probably like that asshole. <laughs> that son of a bitch. 50 yard field goal. <laughs> Come on, Alabama kicker. 50 yard field goal. Oh, yeah, lock of the week. All right, lock of the week. Who's going to win the Big Ten? Let's go to Maestro first. Ooh, I'm going to go with Purdue. Wrong. Is it my turn? All right. Yeah, All right. it sure is. This is the correct answer Michigan State. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> You heard of their, gonna, You heard of that guy Nasser? Too much bad karma up there. A lot of yeah. bad karma. A lot of bad karma. That's gonna bite them. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go with the Maestro on this. I had picked Purdue as well. I mean, I know Ohio State beat them, but they they are a good looking team. Okay, but I will tell you. Okay, right. And by good looking, I just mean they're handsome. I always they pick good games looking. on the more handsome team. I'm surprised so. three jokers from Columbus didn't pick Ohio State. I, I, I looked at their schedule. And they play they play Penn State at Penn State. Four of their last five games are on the road. Ohio State is destined to lose one of those, if not two. And then that would that would hurt their chances. Are, you ta- okay. are we talking Big Ten or Big Ten tournament? No, not tournament. Just the Big Ten outright. All right. I don't know who's writing up these notes, but they need to be a little bit more specific. God, I know. <laughs> the maestro is. Jeez, Louise. It's a it's aggressive Tuesday. Grouchy, grouchy Hake has returned. Aggressive. Okay, uh, so we have a bonus pick here. First of all, I, I want to uh, issue a correction. I had thought that for the MAC tournament, that the last uh, 
two place teams and either division did not make the Mac tournament at all, but apparently uh, all 12 teams make the Mac tournament. So wow, that's nice. So, so OU will at least get one. We're having a rough year, uh, but they're playing their arch rival, the Miami Red Hawks on Saturday. And the three of us are going to that game. So I want you to um, pick your winner and your score. You going first. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. I think OU's going to win at home. It's going to be a close one, 72-67. Ooh. I am going to agree that OU will win. Um, it'll be 77-71. to 71. Oh, jeez. 77-71. Uh, I'm also going to pick OU, but you guys are crazy with those scores. I don't know if you've watched them this year, but getting to 60 points is an accomplishment. Uh, I did watch their game against Western Michigan. Uh, it was a road game. They never got within four points of the lead, but they lost that game, I think, like 63 to 58. So I'm picking OU 64 to 60. Oh, all right. So we all have so, OU winning. Yeah, very good. So let's move on uh, to trivia. Let's have a little trivia transition music. Oh, damn it. Come on, maestro. I, I, it's right, I, right there in the show notes. Is it? Damn it, it's not there. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. That was nice. That was good. I enjoyed it. So spring training, uh, pitchers and catchers report tomorrow's the first day, so I wanted to do some sort of baseball-themed trivia. I'm going to throw my question out there first, if you guys don't mind. Go for it. Uh, we all know and love the classic movie Major League. Oh, yeah. Where was the Indian spring training complex in that movie? Mm. Mm. It was in Florida. I'm going to say it was in... Uh, I'm going to say it was in Daytona. Coach says Daytona. Maestro? Let's go. I'm going to go with Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, actually, it was in Tucson, Arizona. It was Tucson? God. Yeah, and you remember uh, grow, growing up, uh, it was always weird because the Indians were the only team in Tucson that did their spring training before they moved to uh, Florida, I think, in the late That's 80s. That's true. You're right. God, I forgot about that. Good good question. So, thanks, man. I thought you guys okay. were going to both get it. Actually, so. All right, so let's move on to you, uh, Coach. Okay, so I'm going to do um, trivia. Um, here is – there has been one player that he had 297 three-hit games, but only one three-strikeout game. Say that again? In his career. In his career, he had 297 three-hit games, and only one time did he have a three-strikeout game in his entire career. What hitter is this? I'm always inclined to guess Pete Rose on any question with you, <laughs> but I'm actually going to say I'm going to say Mike Schmidt. Okay. Hmm. 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 Very hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with yes. my final answer is yes. What is it? Rose. <laughs> you are wrong. It is the one and only Tony Gwynn, who also oh. who also only struck out 
23 times in 474 at-bats versus Hall of Fame pitchers. And here's the one that I love the best because I love this pitcher. Against Greg Maddox, who is clearly in the 90s deemed almost the best surgical pitcher, he batted 415 against Greg Maddox. I find that that's badass. So I'm sorry, did you say he had 474 at bats against Hall of Fame pitchers? 23 times. And he only struck out, he only struck out 23, 23 times against Hall of See, Fame I, pitchers. If you reverse those numbers, you have my little league stats. <laughs> 474 strikeouts. That's right. 23 hit by pitch. Yes. You got to get on base. Thank Take God you were 13. good, Don Baylor. All right, Maestro, what do you got? So I'm reaching back a little bit with mine. I, I have a bit of an obsession with uh, Dave Concepcion because <laughs> Dave, Dave my brother had his glove and I used his glove and we only had we were a one glove family. Um, but uh, I did a little research on him. Do you guys know what is Dave Concepcion's country of origin? Is it Dominican Republic? That's my guess. That, uh, that was is- my guess. He is not. He is. I'm not looking. Don't look it he up. Is, Don't look it up. I'm not. I'm. I'm legit. I know that he's. Nobody asked you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> he's. Um, is he Argentinian? I'm going to say Belgium. Is he from Belgium? Ooh. He is from Venezuela. Nice. Where? Venezuela. Do you say Venez- Venezuela? Venezuela. Yeah. Damn it. I had that. That was my first guess, but I, I overthought it. Coach, geography is not the coach's strong suit. He's thinking. <laughs> he's thinking maybe he was friends with Fernando Venezuela. Yes, Venezuela. <laughs> okay, before we go on to our our long term pick, I just want to note the Cavs did uh, beat the Thunder one twenty to one twelve, so they still remain undefeated after making the trade. Two and Maestro does not want to talk about for more than ten minutes. Two and zero. How, well, how many okay. games have they played since the trade? Just two? Two. Three. That's their third. No, only two. Okay. <laughs> and they beat Atlanta, I think, and, and then the, the Thunder, I think. Well, they beat oh, the no, 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 no. They beat the Celtics, You're too. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking this is, the first, this is only the second game with the new players. That's what I'm thinking. You're right. It's three yeah. games. They're three and oh, two games with the new players. Because the Atlanta, the Atlanta game, they just had seven guys. Yeah, which I love that even better. I know. And Kyle Carver had a monster night. All right. I'm sorry. We're taking off track. We want to do our 2018 World Series picks. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go first. Go. I'm going to, because I'm going to break your hearts, because I know you guys are going to. I know you are. You're picking the I'm going to go Nats. I'm going to go Nats and and the Astros. Yeah. And who wins? Uh, Houston. Back to back? Yeah. Mm. That's very interesting. Okay, I am going... It's go- been done before. It has. Back at, last time was uh, 80, 98, 99, and 2000 with the Yankees. Um, but I'm going to say it's the Indians because <laughs> I can't pick anything but the Indians, and I'm smart because they're going to be there. And the Indians are going to play the Dodgers. And they are going to beat the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to lose twice, two in a row. They're going to be the Buffalo Bills of the 2017-2018 years. Go Tribe. Okay. 
Uh, I'm kind of splitting the difference between you two. I had picked Cleveland uh, just because I got to put positive karma in the world. I do believe that they have a team that can compete. Uh, and I picked the Nats in the National League and mm. have Cleveland beating the Nats. Oh, I like that. I will I will say I think preseason uh, odds are the same for Houston and Cleveland. So Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, folks, over on SportsWednesday.com, there's a, a page called Standings, and that's where I record all of our sort of long-term picks, the ones that we do like a whole year in advance. Uh, I try and keep a running record of our locks of the week uh, there, and I was trying to keep trivia records, but it just got too messy. So trivia is just trivia for the sake of trivia. <laughs> I like that. But locks of the week, in case you're wondering, the coach is one in five. Oh, thank you. They were wondering. <laughs> God, you are such an a-hole. All right. He's no he's uh, no Tony Gwynn of... Uh... <laughs> no, far from it. All right, a little transition music. All right. A little razzmatazz. What do we got? What do we got here? What do we got here? I don't even know. Uh, sound like Beetlejuice. A little, a little sloppy there. Sorry. Fantastic. All right. Final thoughts. Let's go to the maestro first. Ooh, maestro. Uh, let's see here. I, I do have a question for you guys. You know, as medium sports fans, um, where does where does the Westminster Dog Show? Where does that fall in? Is that a sport? Mm, they call it a sporting event. I like watching it. I like watching it. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. I'd say no, I mean, but I'd be told wrong because they call it the longest running sporting event on American soil, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I find that weird. What I find crazy is the winner is just picked by one person, right? Like I know I know there's always the events where there's judges, right? But there's several judges to try and even things out. But this is just one guy and he's like, the pug wins. <laughs> the pug <laughs> wins. And, and another final thought. Um, today is is the day that in our youth, this was a big day. But these days, it's it's kind of a kind of a strange issue when the Sports Illustrated swimsuit oh, issue yes. gets the stands. What do you guys? What any thoughts on? Uh, this day and age and, you know, the Me Too movement and all that, how does this play out? Is this, does the swimsuit issue go the way of the hairy chest? I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, that threw me. You've got to take yeah, offense to that. Croatian, I just want to say I'm hoping that hairy chest comes back sometime soon. Hey, as an Italian man, I'm hoping the same, but it's been a while. I mean, Tom Selleck, it's, he's, yeah. he hasn't been around for a while. I had to be quite uh, honest. I didn't even know they still did the sports. I do. I only know it's around. Every once in a while, I'll see a glimpse of it. I, I, its relevance seems way gone. I, it, it, do you remember as kids, though, when that oh came my God, out? Uh, yes. that was- yeah, my dad got Sports Illustrated. And when it came, I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I would put up Kathy Ireland up on my wall. It got us all through puberty. And he, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I suppose that there can be a magazine that does swimsuits, but I don't know why it has to be Sports Illustrated. Right. It doesn't. 
Yeah. Maybe if they had the models competing in like a bunch of swimming events, that that would make it more sports oriented. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can, I mean they do they do they do seem to be putting in more athletes and stuff like that. Yeah. Which which is which is good, but I mean it's it is what it is. It is. I gotta believe they make a ton of money from it still oh, they despite do. the day and age. It's gotta be their biggest selling issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to you, Coach. After Maestro did two final yeah, thoughts, yeah, mine is Sorry. mine is very simple. It's okay, I'm not uh, I'm not what you would call a a astute or a avid hockey fan, but I was reading an article which I remember seeing this a long time ago about the pond hockey championships in Minnesota, and I have to tell you, it, I was looking at it and reading it, and they were interviewing these guys, and it made me think about these guys are playing this sport for the pure joy of playing a sport, which made me think about how sports have changed. And I know we're old and we say this, but to me, the essence of what sports is, is the fun and the joy that you get from playing it. And it just seems like in our day and age, it's it's gone. And, and this kind of reinvigorated and like, okay, there are still people out there, albeit middle-aged, young, 20-somethings, 40-something men and women that are playing in this pond hockey tournament purely just to just to have fun and play a sport they love. And I, I, I love that. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And I know there's a documentary about it too, and I'm going to try to find it because I just find it fascinating. I grew up playing street hockey in the snow and stuff and great memories there. And then I did actually a friend of ours growing up had a, had a pond on their property and we, we got to play in high school a few times when it was cold enough. And I, it was it was one of the funnest times I've ever had. It was fantastic. Yeah, so, just playing. I get it. Yeah, I, so I thought yeah. that was really cool. Uh, so, Coach, if you could send some of those links along, we'll put them in the show notes. I will do that. Okay, very good. And uh, yeah, I just remember growing up and like I, I always had to go home when the streetlights came on, right? But we, whether it was baseball, yes. basketball, whatever we were doing, right? And you're trying to win the game as, as it starts to get dark because you know those streetlights are going to come on and you got to get home. So much fun, though. So much. Nice final thought. Uh, so I'm going to pause the hilarity for a moment with a serious final thought uh, as Sports Wednesday is headquartered in Westerville, Ohio. Uh, and this weekend we lost... This weekend, we lost two policemen to a shooting. Uh, the community here is is shook by it. Uh, and I just wanted to send my thoughts to the families, of course. And I've put a link in the show notes to the GoFundMe that was set up, the official GoFundMe for the families. It's raised over $300,000. Uh, so if, if you're one of our listeners and you want to hit that up, just head to sportswednesday.com and the link's in the show notes. Moving on. And and guys, I didn't want to do that and then have you do yours. No, that, that was smart. Fair, but. Yeah. And you guys remember, I think I texted you right away when oh, I heard absolutely. it. I was like, can you believe it? This is just not something we're used to happening in Westerville, Ohio. My, uh, my final thought is with these city jerseys that the NBA teams are coming up with. And I always like Golden State's The City one, but now they have a new one called The Town and it shows a tree. And I am not a fan of that at all. I am. It looks to me like they're advertising an M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tree? It's just a picture of a tree that's like a tree in a circle, and their jerseys say the town. And yeah, that, that's just a pure money grab. It's awful. Maybe it's a, maybe it's an Oakland reference, right? I guess. I guess. So, 
I looked at the calves. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll check theirs out. They just say the, the land, land with a nice text. Yeah. But uh, I understand that when you're an NBA team, you've got to squeeze money out of any possible way that you can. But sometimes it, it just gets carried a little too far. Yeah. And they did there. They did. Okay, guys. Well, this is uh, Sports Wednesday. We are wrapping up at about 45 minutes, which is looking good. Uh, hopefully, we'll have no recording issues. We'll be back next Wednesday. Anybody got anything else they need to say? Hmm. Hake's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we want to. We want to triple down here, buddy. All right. What are we? What are we doing here? What do we there got? We go. What's coming up? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, we may need to take a football to OU. Maybe we'll kick a field goal somewhere. Okay, that's done. We'll we'll, we'll arrange the bet down there on on our way oh, back to the. You're van. totally going to pull a hammy, and I'm going to win. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to be Larry Nance after you miss the field goal, and I'm just going to have to hit a chip shot, and I will. Okay, well, looking forward to that. Maybe we'll get some live audio of Maestro and Coach throwing out their hammies trying to kick field goals. <laughs> Good times, everybody, for basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown. This has been Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday is a product of Blue Monkey Communications and is produced by me, Pete Brown, Brian Hake, and Matt Longley. Some music and sound effects in today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Please see the show notes for full details. I'm Pete Brown saying good times, everybody. Good times. Thank you.